Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wheels in Motion from Meals on Wheels Radio. I'm your host, Dina Borden, President and CEO of the Meals on Wheels Association of America. As you know, Meals on Wheels programs across the country work daily to feed America's homebound and hungry seniors and also those in our congregate sites. This show is about how those programs are always looking for new and innovative ways to fight senior hunger. And today, since we're talking in January, we're talking about New Year's resolutions. We've all made them, we've all broken them, but some of us have kept some of them. What we want to talk today about is what our Meals on Wheels programs will be doing differently or not differently, or how what their resolutions are for 2011, what they're thinking of doing to help them improve the way they operate or to raise awareness or donations or all those kinds of things. We're going to have several guests today, and my first guest, and I'm so proud to have her because she's now waterlogged from all the rain they're having out there. On our phone line today is Denise Patton, who's the director of the Dowls Meals on Wheels in the Dowls, Oregon. Thanks so much for joining us today, Denise. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, tell us a little bit first where the Dowels, is, now, now it's, it's spelled differently than it's pronounced, but where is the Dowels? The Dowels is 100 miles east of Portland, Oregon, and we kind of sit down in the basin. We're kind of the, the tail end of the gorge or the beginning of the gorge, whichever way you want to look at it. But um, we sit in the, the Mid-Columbia Gorge, and it is beautiful, usually wet and windy, but beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it is beautiful out there, and, uh, and yes, it usually is wet and windy, but that's okay. That's nice. It is. Yeah. Denise, let, let's talk about your plans this year. To, to, I know that one of the things you were talking about, we were talking offline, was about connecting with, better with your community and with the seniors you serve. So can you tell us a little bit about that? And, in fact, do you have any New Year's resolutions for your program? Well, actually, now that you mention that, we really do. One of the things that we are really trying to do is we're trying to connect with our community and tap into it. I'm sure that I'm not the only mill program that the funding is, is actually a lot lower than it has been in past years. So one of the things that we're trying to do is to try, try to bring public awareness to our program by connecting with other um, organizations in our community, such as our animal shelter, Home at Last, they actually are doing, um, they do the uh, animal food. They, they send out animal food to our home delivery clients. And I said, could we not take this further and maybe help our home delivery clients get their animals to the groomer and to the vet at a low cost oh, or no cost? Yeah, that's a good idea. And? And they absolutely are. They actually applied for a grant, and it sounds like they got it, and oh. we're going to start developing that very soon. But so many of our seniors, and, and I'm not a senior yet, but I would do it. If my animal needed something, I would give it to my animal before I would take it myself. And we see that with our clients. They will actually feed them their food and go without so their animal can eat. And yeah. we don't want them to have to make those choices. You're exactly right. So that's terrific. So that was a very innovative idea. Now, tell us how... What, how are they going to expand this? Um, was that a 2010 project, or is this new to 2011? This is new. We're just starting it this year. And so we're really excited about it. And um, we're going to start here probably in the next month doing that and see how it goes. The grant's almost, uh, they just put the grant in, and it sounded like they were going to get it, and we're going to go for it. So now, are they a nonprofit organization in town there, too? They absolutely are. Mm -hmm. They are. And the one thing that we did was um, how we connected with them is, is we helped them fundraise for their program. So in turn, they're helping us. So our community is actually coming together because there is 
about 40 nonprofit organizations in this small community of about 12,000 people wow. going for the same dollar. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so what we have to do is come together and work together to make that dollar stretch. In fact, don't you think that so many of us in the nonprofit world have to, without, without question, work with other nonprofits for fear that if we don't, we could all become extinct? Wouldn't you say that's probably true? Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And mm-hmm. I see it happening in our own community. When we first started Meals on Wheels in the Dalles in the 1970s, the former director of the mill program told me the only competition she had at that time was the Boy Scouts for mm. the grants in our community. Mm-hmm. And now we're up to about 40 nonprofits in this organization going for the same grants and the same money that we, we have accessed over the years. So now we all have to just kind of work together and bring public awareness and, and try to get the uh, folks out there to donate to our program. You bet. So do you work sort of as a cooperative with all of the other uh, nonprofits there? How does that work? I mean, how? Because, in fact, I would assume that your mission statements are all quite different. They are. They are. But one thing is, is that, well, one of the things that I do as a, um, as a Mills on Wheels director is I'm always willing to help them fundraise, and because we have such a big kitchen and a large dining room, we are always happy to help them put on a fundraiser. And then what happens is is that everyone has their own little group of individuals who like to support their programs, but they see Meals on Wheels supporting Home at Last or the Red Cross, and they get involved with Meals on Wheels. We've actually um, got new drivers Hmm. through having fundraisers for other programs. We've brought more public awareness to it. And, of course, we do a lot of fundraising for ourselves. But um, by working with the other programs, it brings a lot of public awareness to our program. So you've turned competition into collaboration, and it works. Absolutely. Now, you said that you're in a pretty relatively small community. I, you said, what, 14,000 in that Between community? Between twelve and, and 15,000. Okay, so that, that's relatively small I mean, for those of us who are in urban areas, certainly. Do you think, though, that, that that could work in a larger area? I mean, you talk about, let's talk about um, a, an urban community. It probably would be a little bit more difficult to work in a, in a um, collaborative mode as opposed to competitive, but, but it is something that they probably ought to strive toward, you think? Oh, I think so, and I think it could work, especially now that, um, you know, the economy is so poor right now. I think everyone's out there looking to come up with a new solution to the problems that we all have, which is always funding. And so that's one of the things that really pushed me to get more involved with the other nonprofits. I actually started sitting on um, the Home at Last board or our animal shelter board and getting more involved. And it's, it's actually um, showing me different ways of doing things. And then they get involved with our program. So we just all work together. And I, I really, truly enjoy it, too. I, I suppose when, when one looks at this and, and drills down on it, you really are the essence of what community is, because that's what a community does. It's about caring and compassion, and not competition, but, in fact, collaboration. And that's exactly right. What really brought us to this is not too awfully long ago, we lost a client that had come into the mill program, and... Um, she, we had not seen her for several days, and she had, she had passed away. But when, um, once we got talking to the other people, we found out that our local taxi 
company was looking out for her because she was completely alone. The, uh, our local Fred Myers was watching out for her, the senior center, the mill program, and we all got together and started talking about it. And I realized that working together, not just with the nonprofits, but with the local merchants and um, different services in the area, we could really better serve our clients by monitoring them, helping to get the public awareness out to the mail programs, all types of different ways. So it really isn't just about a small community. You know, it, it could be just about the neighborhood in, yeah. a, in a bigger urban area. You bet. You know, I was just thinking we're, we're, th- we're changing sort of our M.O. around here. We're talking big picture instead of Meals and Wheels Association of America. We have a new campaign that we're going to launch pretty soon. And I think your community and what you're doing absolutely encompasses it, and that is we our Meals on Wheels. It's not just the program. It's not just the senior. It is, in fact, the entire community can become Meals on Wheels. That is terrific. I love what you're doing out there, Denise. I wish you all the luck in the world with all your New Year's resolutions, and I think that the good folks in your community are very lucky and blessed to have you and your collaborative partners. Oh, thank you so much. I feel very blessed to be part of this program. And I truly appreciate what the Mills on Wheels of Association of America is doing for all of us little mill programs. Thank you so much, Denise. And when we come back, we're going to Baltimore, Maryland, to hear about some great ideas from Meals on Wheels of Central Maryland. You're listening to Wheels in Motion from Meals on Wheels Radio. To find out more about how you can help end senior hunger in America, go to MOA.org today. That's MOA.org. We'll be right back. How much does food cost your program every year? What about insurance for your employees? And how about delivery vehicles that need replacing? Running a Meals on Wheels program is really expensive. With demand increasing every day, something has to give. How are you going to be able to feed all of the seniors in your community who need help? The answer is MOA's Common Goods, your greatest member benefit. Common Goods has all of the products you need at a fraction of the cost. Common Goods was created exactly for what the name says, for the common good. From chicken to freezers, auto repair to office supplies, Common Goods is your one-stop shopping resource. Employee benefits? Common Goods has it. Coolers? We have that too. If it is something that your program orders, there is a good chance Common Goods can save you money on it. For more information about accessing everything that Common Goods has to offer, please contact Matt Levine or Andrew Owens at the MOA office at 703-548-5558 or email them at commongoods at moa.org. Welcome back. You're listening to Wheels in Motion on Meals on Wheels Radio. I'm your host, Enid Borden. Today we're talking about New Year's resolutions and what some of our great programs are doing or going to do differently this year or maybe just improve or change or whatever for America's hungry seniors. My next guest is a dear friend of mine from right down the road. His name is Tom Grazio, and he's the executive director of Meals on Wheels of Central Maryland in Baltimore. Hi, Tom. Hello, everybody. Hi, Enid. How are you? I'm good. I, I know that we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions, and I just need for you to know that your Philadelphia Eagles needed a new New Year's resolution, but I just wanted to throw that in. Okay. Oh, appreciate that. <laughs> um, my personal New Year's resolution is to grow more hair. You think that's going to happen? You know what? I wish you... I, I'm not saying, but you don't need more hair. You're cute as you are, <laughs> <laughs> even though you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Listen, we are, it is a new year now, and, and with new year comes change and new challenges and new opportunities. And I know because I've been to your program many, many times, I know that you've um, things have been a little bit tough in, uh, in suburban and rural and urban parts of our country, and particularly in cities like Baltimore. You have been hit pretty hard. How, how's everything going, and what are your, what's your resolution for 2011 for the program? Well, I, I have to agree with you. I'm sure all of the Meals on Wheels providers are, are struggling as we go through these tough times. But Baltimore as a city is one that is in great need of, of jobs and, and economic um, revision and what have you. But through it all, our agency remains very, very focused on the seniors throughout the region, especially the seniors in poverty. And we want to be positive and ambitious, and we have a whole bunch of goals that my staff has, has adopted, and we hope to go forward with them. One big one I'm real happy about, MOA's goal is to end senior hunger by 2020, mm -hmm. and we want to do our part. We want to double the number of people on our home-delivered meal program by that same year. Wow, wow. And how, do you, how are you going to do that? What are you going to, number one, how would you do it? And number two, where do you get the resources to do that? Well, that's what we're working on. We have the will to do it, and we're building a pro forma to explain how we could pay for that. But uh, we know there are a lot of people like our clients, same age, same number of disabilities, who are not currently on our service. And we want to reach out to them and figure out how we can include them in what we do. Well, that is an amazing goal, and, and I know that if anybody can do it, uh, you are really the program that can. There's no question about that. I guess the issue on a, on a sort of a macro level is things are tough, there's no question, and yet instead of saying um, we're going to stand pat and do what we can do, you're trying to basically expand. Now, yes. that, that seems somewhat counterintuitive, but obviously it's not. Can you talk a little bit about why that's not counterintuitive? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. We did some research and we talked to a group of people that we call our client cohorts. Same age, same lifestyle, same number of disabilities. And we asked these people, tell me why you're not accepting service from us. And there was a whole bunch of things that came out of that research. Uh, one of the things I'd like to point out to everybody that they already know is that in the old days, people became homebound and we served them. And now it's a slow decline into old age. And these folks actively resist the idea that they need us. We want to go to them and say, we are a part of your solution. We are not the end of the line. And we can offer our service in a whole bunch of different ways. Once a week, by serving them a meal pack, three times a week, or every day if they're at that point where we should see them every day. And I really believe that we will be appealing to a segment of the population who should be connected to us in a different way. And that appeal, I hope, will be what they want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. I mean, it's. Tell me, Tom, how many meals are you serving currently a day? We have, on any given day, somewhere between 1,550 and 1,600 clients. They get two meals a day, wow. a hot lunch and a cold evening meal. Right. And I've been to your kitchen on numerous occasions, and it's an incredible kitchen, an incredible job that, that your folks there do. Tell me, how, what's the ratio of paid to volunteers on, in your program? Uh, it's a pretty high number of uh, volunteers. It's about 20 to 1. Wow. Uh, and it's actually growing slightly because 
knock on wood, we're getting a, a real nice response to some of our recruitment initiatives. But I tell this to everybody around here, more than your money, give me an hour of your time. Mm-hmm. I've got people who want to see you. Yeah. And, and fortunately, this community has folks who, who kind of get it and want to be a part of this. You know, one other thing, Tom, I wanted you to talk about quickly, because we're running out of time, because I, you know, I can talk to you all day. But Yeah, unfortunately, we can do this for a long time. We can, and that's great, and we should, and we'll have you back. Tell us quickly, if you could, about your new green campaign, because I'm so excited about that. Oh, yeah, this is something that um, it began with, hey, we need a new roof. And we got the opportunity to bring uh, an engineer in here who said, look, we can reduce your energy consumption, which means more money for food. And he handed us a laundry list of initiatives that will, in fact, reduce the amount of utilities that we have to pay every month. And we have begun a capital campaign to morph us into a a more eco-friendly, less energy-dependent facility. And uh, I hope over the next couple of years, we're going to be able to implement everything in that guy's report and, and make this happen. Sure. So you're reducing your carbon footprint. Uh, right. Amazing. It's a ter- terrific idea, terrific thing. I think many of our programs are doing that around the country, and many more are thinking about doing it. And so you would encourage them to not only just think about it, but, but in fact try to implement it. Absolutely. There are funders out there who are interested in green campaigns. And since our building is our home and we're not going to stop cooking food here, we might as well make this investment and get people to join us because it's a good thing for everybody. You bet. It also helps with the seniors of the future, those that, that are they're different, the ones that we're currently feeding and the ones for the future. We're going to look at things a little bit differently. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to do another show later on about what the future looks like and what the, the new Meals on Wheels will look like in the future. And you know what? I'm going to have to have you back on. Well, you know I like to live 15 minutes in the future, and I'd love to be a part of that conversation. So... Anytime you're ready. You definitely are. Tom, I want to thank you so much for being one of my guests today on Wheels in Motion. And you know what? Good luck on all those great goals for 2011. Well, thank you, Enid, and please keep the mothership level. We rely on you for a great deal. If you do, you're in deep trouble. Anyway, (laughs) when we come back, we are headed west. We're going to hear about New Year's resolutions in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. We'll be right back. You bring nutrition and companionship to America's seniors, but times are tough. To raise money, you need to raise awareness. The MOA Studio Store is your one-stop shop to help promote your Meals on Wheels program. Whether you need a video public service announcement featuring A-list actor Richard Gere. Become a Meals on Wheels volunteer. Or a radio PSA reminding everyone about our forgotten seniors. Your fifth grade teacher is forgotten. It's all available at the MOA Studio Store. Just go to moa.org studio. We'll even customize your media needs to include your program's information in any TV, radio, or poster we offer. You'll even find accessories such as lapel pins, and there are We Are Meals on Wheels license plate frames and car magnets. <laughs> So your drivers are always promoting the Meals on Wheels name that our seniors depend on. The MOA Studio Store also offers top quality photographs of seniors and meal deliveries that you can download instantly. Use them and our videos to update your website or incorporate them into a variety of promotions. America's seniors are depending on you. 
it means a lot to me to be alive, you know, and able to live by myself and do for myself. You can depend on the MOA Studio Store, your destination for inspiration. to Wheels in Motion from Meals on Wheels Radio. I'm your host, Enid Borden. This show is dedicated to the new year. We've all made our resolutions to do things differently, hopefully a little bit better, sometimes a little bit losing some weight, those kinds of things. And our Meals on Wheels programs have also done the same. My next guest calling in is Barry Harden, the Vice President of Community Services for the Area Agency on Aging of Southeast Arkansas in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. You know, Barry, how are you? Well, I'm great, Enid. How are you doing? I'm great. i got to tell everybody, you know, I'm a city girl, in case people hadn't noticed the accent, and one of the most incredible experiences I've had since I've been on this job was visiting Arkansas, and specifically your program right out there in Pine Bluff. It was an amazing, amazing day in my life. I, I, um, I can't begin to tell people what an incredible job you do out there. It's uh, a very rural part of this country. In fact, Barry, why don't you tell everybody how rural it is out there? Well, we actually have 10 counties, and I would say eight of the 10 counties are considered rural. Uh, almost 85% of our region is, is defined as rural. And you only got to see just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, there's so much more that we do and, and so many people that we try to reach in those rural areas. Well, you sure do. I, I tell you, I spent a day on a, some time on a pig farm out there, so I, I mean, it, it's kind of rural. I, I <laughs> but it was an incredible day. It was an incredible day to watch you do so much with, in fact, so little. I mean, it's not as though you can go out to Pine Bluff and, and not a lot of corporate sp supporters out there, are there, Barry? Exactly, right. So, so what do you do for fundraising, Barry? Tell us what you do. Well, we do have two events that we hold every year. In fact, one of them is coming up. We have a benefit bass tournament. Uh, we have about 90 boats that fish in that, and uh, it brings in a fair amount of money, and that 100% of that money goes to our Meals on Wheels program. And then we also have a golf tournament that we've been doing for about 18 years, and that is held in the summer. And um, it's it's kind of a fun event. It's not as much of a fundraiser as the uh, bass tournament is, mm -hmm. but um, it's a way to get our message out to the public and uh, let people, you know, hear more about what we do on a daily basis. Which, which is incredible, and I hope they all hear what you do. But let's talk about 2011. We're now a couple of weeks into the new year. What's, what's the resolution for you? What, what are you going to do different? What are you going to do the same? What do you tell, tell us your resolution? Okay. Well, and I'm, and I'm glad that you've asked for that because it's always, you know, you say keep resolutions a secret, but I don't think we need to keep them a secret. I think uh, if we tell them and share them, then that's only going to help us to accomplish them. And one of the two or three things that we're looking for this next year is along the same lines of the fundraising, we would like to expand, possibly start doing a direct mail. We've not ever done that in our area. And also try to look and reach out to some of the family members who um, maybe don't live in this area any longer, but we are providing services to their parent, grandparent, whomever, and give them an opportunity to help contribute uh, to those services. 
Um, another thing that we're looking at not, is also in the cost area is trying to kind of streamline some of our operational costs and try to, to save some money that way so that we can continue to uh, provide the services um, that we have committed to. And one of a couple of things we're looking at is the labeling um, system that uh, I, I viewed at the MOA conference. And then we're also looking at trying to streamline the way that we actually collect the data and record our services. We, we're, um, our program's a little different than maybe some of the others because we are an area agency on aging. We have a large number of services that we provide. Sure, you do more, you just more than just Meals on Wheels. Oh, yes, sure. yes. Mm-hmm. And all of our meals, our meals on Wheels services are through our senior centers. So we try to, um, and that's a real benefit, I think, to to the people that we serve because they do have access to many other services, home care services, transportation, uh, case management, all of the other things that we uh, have under our roof. Mary, how many meals a day are you doing out there? We are doing um, right at... I'd say it's right about 1,300 home-delivered meals a day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the homebound. Right. And, you know, we do another probably 700 uh, to the congregate participants. Right. So that, it's it's a large program. Very, I mean, it's a very very rural area. Mm-hmm. Uh, the need is great. Tell us about the, um, the financial challenges that, that in rural America, you know, we spent, I just, yeah. we just spoke, spoke to one of our huge urban programs, and now, and there are financial challenges, and you too have financial challenges, but, but I suspect in, in rural areas, the financial challenge is different. So what are your challenges? Well, and they are, because you mentioned earlier, we don't have uh, a lot of corporate donors right. that we can, and a lot of companies that we can go and ask for donations. Uh, we end up getting most of our uh donations and contributions from individuals. Um, we we do have some what of a good relationship with our state legislature and they help us out as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, elected local, elected um, community, the mayors and the county judges help where, where they can. But uh, most of what we end up doing is kind of one-on-one with the local small businesses. And uh, it's been a real challenge these last year to um, – those businesses are hurting. And, uh, you know, when you're in a rural area, you're in a depressed uh, part of the state, uh, it, it's, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And um, we're just trying to stretch every penny we get as far as we can. I know, and having been there as a, as a, I've seen it firsthand, I know that you are doing an incredible job. You know, it's interesting, the, this conversation today about New Year's resolutions, the, the operative word has been challenged. There's no question that we are all challenged no matter what we do. But you know, I read something over the last week that in, Chi- in Chinese, the word challenge and the word opportunity is the same word. Exactly. So I think some of the challenges that we're facing, we will also turn them into opportunities, and I know for a fact that that's what you've done out there in Pine Bluff. I want to thank you, my friend, Barry, well. for doing the good, good work you do on behalf of all those great folk out there in Arkansas, and I wish you good luck with your New Year's resolutions, and I well, look forward to you. seeing and you in Chicago. We appreci- 
Yeah, we appreciate all that MOA has done to make those grant opportunities available to us, and uh, that's been a real plus for us, too. Great, great. We will keep those dollars coming. My friend, I thank you so much for joining me today, and, and you've been a terrific guest, and you're a terrific friend. Well, thanks, Enid, and you have a wonderful new year. Thank you. Thank, and thanks to all my listeners today and every time for listening to the latest edition of Wheels in Motion on Meals on Wheels Radio. Find out how you can help end senior hunger in America by going to MOA.org. That's M-O-W-A-A.org. I want to wish all of you a happy and a healthy new year. And may we all remember that the challenges we face are really opportunities. And don't ever forget that we are Meals on Wheels, so no senior goes hungry. <laughs>